Hello and greetings once again. This is the Live Happy Now podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Houston. So happy that you're making us a part of your day, wherever you are in the world. And however you may have found us, we're just glad you're here, to be honest with you. We're also glad for our partner, Life Reimagined. Their website, of course, is lifereimagined.org slash happy. And it is chock full of things for you to try, resources for you to check out as you make that journey toward your peak happiness level as you awaken to the power of happiness so do your dreams so what's next find out at lifereimagined.org slash happy well we've been talking about here lately if the possibility exists that the secret to lasting happiness could be simple well in live happy's upcoming book live happy 10 practices for choosing joy you can see how surprisingly easy everyday acts can lead to lifelong joy happiness fulfillment all those things and it's all proven by the latest research in positive psychology now each chapter is organized around sort of a key idea or an element that can contribute to lifelong happiness and there are also 40 real life inspirational stories in the book from regular folks like you and i celebrities that are out there And they'll all relate back to those core ideas. So you get the science and the practical application of said science. Now, if this is something you're interested in, I highly recommend that you pre-order. You've got a couple of days left to do it as of the launch date of this particular podcast. March 15th is the day that you need to pre-order by. Why? Because if you do so, you're going to get absolutely free these fantastic gifts exclusive interviews, illustrated posters, a free issue of Live Happy Magazine Digital Edition, and five exclusive stories from folks who are practicing happiness and creating joyful lives. You can find out more by going to choosingjoybook.com for more information. In this episode of Live Happy Now, Deborah and I spoke with Sonia Lubmierski. One of 10 practices for choosing joy that she likes to talk about is gratitude. Now, Sonia is author of The How of Happiness. It's the first book by a highly credentialed positive psychologist to present the latest research in a how-to format. Sonia's research has been awarded a Templeton Psychology Prize, Science of Generosity Grant, John Templeton Foundation Grant, and a million-dollar grant from the National Institute of Mental Health to conduct research on the possibility of permanent increasing happiness. Sonia, thank you so much for uh, being on Live Happy Now today. We really appreciate it. It's great to be here. Thank you. You did an important study very early on in uh, the positive psychology area, and it's probably the one I quote the most when I'm asked to talk, which is the uh, population 50% genetic set point, 10% um, environment, and 40% choices we make in how to choose to be happy. Could you elaborate just a little bit on that study? Because I know there's a lot of confusion that goes on um, when, when I talk about that in person. People think, oh, I'm 50% genetic. Um, but could you explain this right. a little bit? Sure, sure. Well, I want to clarify, first of all, that what that, that isn't a study, it's a theory. Um, and um, I actually don't talk about it very much anymore because it's, it's constantly misinterpreted. And so it's just so hard to constantly explain what it means um, that I've sort of retired just discussing it. And so what <laughs> I basically focused on when I discuss happiness is that a lot of happiness is genetically influenced, right? We know when we look around us that some people are just naturally happier than others. So people have a, you know, don't have a hard time understanding that. Um, and we also know that happiness is also in part impacted by our life circumstances. You know, people who are richer are a little bit happier. And if you're healthier, you're going to be a little happier. And, and married people are a little bit happier. But life circumstances don't determine our happiness, although they do influence it to some extent. And and the critical kind of... Um, I guess conclusion from this from this observation of the literature is that a lot of our happiness is influenced by what we do, you know, what how we choose 
to think about the world around us, to think about ourselves, to to behave every day, um, to pursue goals. Um, and so I don't I don't like to mention those numbers because, as I said, they're misinterpreted. But I just kind of say, well, a lot of happiness is genetically influenced. Some happiness is influenced by our life situations or life circumstances. But a, but a great deal of our happiness is influenced by how we choose to live our lives. And sort of that's kind of like the main message of that uh, idea. I'm so glad I asked that question because I frequently get asked questions about it. And I and I, and. Because, it's, it's, as you said, it's widely published and widely available, but it's difficult to explain to people don't take it, li- don't take it literally as percentages. Just because there's a number there, it's not, it's not a number. Right, and the percentages come from many, many past studies. They're basically estimates and averages of the effects of many, many past studies. Um, but those numbers really should be taken, uh, sort of aren't written in stone. They're just estimates. And so I guess when people hear the numbers, they, they take them so seriously and they and they're like, oh, 50%, 40%. And so that's why I now really stay away from talking about the numbers, and I talk about the general idea instead. Well, that that's certainly been, to me, a running theme through just about all of the episodes of this podcast we've done, is that uh, happiness really depends on how you react to all of your different situations and the choices you make. Another thing that's been a theme uh, through a lot of these episodes, and it's something that you're an expert in, is gratitude. And uh, in your book, The How of Happiness, you emphasize it's important to understand you know, how and why gratitude is such an important component uh, to happiness. Can you explain sort of in a, in a nutshell, in a bite-sized piece here, why that is so important? Sure, sure. And thank you for asking about gratitude because it really is a very powerful piece of happiness. Um, my laboratory has done many, many studies, dozens of studies now, um, testing uh, whether gratitude makes people happier and how does it work, how does it do so. So gratitude basically is appreciating a really – um, you know, truly uh, expressing appreciation and thankfulness for the people in your life, for the things in your life. Um, in in our research, we we tend to test gratitude by asking people to write gratitude letters, which involves expressing thankfulness for individuals in your life, and that tends to be very powerful because um, you know when we really recognize you know how much another person has contributed to our happiness and our success. You know, that not only does that make us feel good, that makes us feel happy, but it also um, often strengthens the relationship, right? We're more likely to, you know, reach out to that person and, and try to sort of nurture that relationship. And so gratitude really has a lot of benefits. It makes us feel good. It's, it's, um, it's kind of inconsistent or, or kind of um, an antidote to negative emotions. It's very hard to, to feel grateful and envious or, or bitter or angry at the same time. Um, and it's also it's also kind of prevents us from taking for granted the things in our lives. You know, we human beings are very good at adapting or taking for granted what we have, our health, you know, our family, our jobs. Um, and so it really is, is a way to kind of prevent uh, us from taking things for granted. So is a gratitude is gratitude something that's innate or is it something that that we learn? How does gratitude come upon us as individuals? You know, I, like like most psychological constructs, uh, gratitude is both um, you know in the, it's it's both a, a trait and it's both something that we learn uh, like a habit. You know, almost everything has a genetic component, and so we know that some people are just sort of naturally seem to be more grateful than others. We know that there are individual differences in gratitude, even if you're not trying very hard to be grateful. Um, but from many many studies, we also know that people can 
become more grateful, more thankful by deliberately and sort of consciously with effort expressing gratitude either for the things in their lives or or for people in their lives. And so really it's both. It's funny because my brother, I always think of him as one of the most grateful people ever because every Christmas from the time he was maybe, I don't know, 5 to 12, every gift he got, oh, thank you, that's what I always wanted, no matter what it was. I always felt like he had a greater capacity because sometimes I'd get something and I'd say, oh, thanks, and it'd go off onto the side. If we need to improve our gratitude, are there some, some steps we can take or some exercises that'll that'll help us with that? Right. There there certainly are, but I, I do want to make a distinction between expressing gratitude and truly feeling it. I mean, I think some people are very good at, ex- at saying thanks, at expressing it. It doesn't mean that it sounds like your brother really did feel oh, it. Oh, he meant it. I not always. <laughs> right, right, right. I think that's true for many of us. And so um, in, in our studies in my laboratory, we um, prompt people to try to express gratitude. And again, usually in the form of letters. Um, because I think that's it's more powerful to really kind of write out your feelings and what has this person done for you or why do you appreciate this thing in your life? Um, you know, when you really reflect on it, 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 it's deeper, you know, it's more sincere, it's more authentic. Um, and so people can absolutely take those steps, but they really have to be sincere. And some people, uh, when they try to express gratitude, they just feel like it's kind of hokey and, and they, and trite and they don't really feel it sincerely. And so if that, if that, if that is happening, then it's that, that that exercise is not working for you, and you want to try something different. Gratitude, to me, has always been one of the uh, core elements of happiness. You mentioned earlier that uh, more grateful people have more positivity in their life because it's hard to be it's hard to have negative affect, negative feelings, and also be grateful. What are some other benefits of developing gratitude? A lot of the benefits actually indirectly come from 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 happiness, right? So when people are more grateful, they're happier, and happiness is associated with better health and with better productivity and creativity and all of those good things. Um, but but separately from that, um, studies have shown that, for example, gratitude is negatively related to materialism. So people who are more grateful are less likely to be materialistic. We know that makes people unhappy. Um, in my lab, in my lab, we're finding that people who are grateful feel kind of humbled, you know, kind of this idea that my success is not just due to me, it's due to other people as well. And they, it moves them to want to be a better person, to kind of pay back, um, to prove yourself worthy. So if you're truly grateful, say, for your, your teachers or mentors or your parents for putting all this time and effort and resources into you, um, you want to kind of make them proud, right? You want to prove yourself worthy uh, of their efforts. And so it kind of moves people to sort of do better, to be healthier, to work harder. Um, and so um, that's another benefit of gratitude. What are some of the pitfalls, I guess, or the challenges that people who are trying to be more grateful in their lives can sometimes run into? And, and how can they overcome such obstacles? Well, that's a great question. I, I already mentioned one of those pitfalls, which is when you try to express gratitude and it doesn't feel sincere. You don't really, you're just kind of um, going through the motions, you know, um, a lot of sort of counting blessings types exercises, I think, backfire because people just write a list of what they're grateful for, but they don't really feel it. Um, I remember someone writing down salt, like they're grateful for salt, but, you know, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't going to make an impact on their life. And so you really want to make, be authentic and and the way to do that is to maybe use a different strategy. Maybe call someone on the phone and express gratitude you know, on the phone or in person, you know, whatever sort of works better. Um, another pitfall, another sort of obstacle is 
you don't want to uh, express gratitude too often. There's a proper dosage of gratitude, like there, just like there might be a proper dosage of a drug. And so not, not too rarely, not too infrequently, but also not too often. If you try to count your blessings too often, it might backfire. It might actually make it make you think that, well, maybe I can't think of anything more to be grateful for. Maybe I don't have a lot to be grateful for. Um, and you also have to really vary what you do. Uh, in my research and others shows that, that you, you really need to vary your kind of happiness increasing strategies, whether it's gratitude or doing acts of kindness or trying to be optimistic, you know, because when you're trying to sort of express gratitude in the same way every week or every day, it can lose its sort of freshness. It can lose its meaning. It, be, it can become a chore. Um, and so you have to kind of spice it up, maybe express your gratitude in a different way, uh, you know, next week and the week after that. So this isn't like a, a fake it till you make it kind of thing. It's something that you really have to work on truly feeling inside as you're as you're going through these processes. I really think so. I mean, the expressing in person, yes, I think maybe you could do that without really feeling it, and you might still get some social benefits out of that, even if you don't really feel it. But when we talk about gratitude, we're really talking about feeling it, you know, in a genuine way inside. It's not just about saying thanks. People often think that gratitude is about saying thanks. But it's a lot more than that. It's really truly feeling grateful, feeling appreciative. Um, and that takes some kind of deep reflection. One of the things I find really interesting um, about your research recently was the effect of gratitude on uh, tragedy. So people who have gone through great loss or who are going through uh, hard times uh, in their life, gratitude can have a positive impact on where they are and, and helping them to deal with things. Can you uh, talk about that a little bit? Well, sure. Um, I actually personally have not done research um, on people who've gone through strategies, but there's certainly uh, other people who have. Um, and, you know, uh, it's it's very, very difficult uh, when people are experiencing adversity or tragedy or trauma, and, and everyone uh, experiences negative emotions and takes time to, to cope um, and kind of to get past it. Um, but one strategy that, that is helpful is to try to appreciate what you have. So maybe you lost one thing, or, or, or like, let's say you, you lost someone who's close to you, but it made you realize, you know, how important your family is to you and, you, and the other members of your family have really been supportive. And so you're grateful for that support. There's always something to be grateful for, um, you know, even in the face of adversity and, and tragedy. Now, a caveat is we don't want to um, kind of trivialize someone's um, misfortune by kind of saying, oh, well, you should be grateful for X, Y, or Z. Um, that, that desire to, to appreciate and feel gratitude has to come from the person. And so there's actually a very interesting study that shows that when other people sort of tell you, oh, you should be grateful for, for, for this or that in the face of adversity, that really can backfire. It has to come from the person uh, within because they feel like they're being trivialized. They feel like their feelings aren't being validated. Um, but, but if when you really appreciate and express gratitude for for what you do have, um, it, it sort of helps kind of lift some of that burden of the tragedy, of the trauma. Of course, it does not lift it completely, but it's, a, it's an important uh, coping strategy. I can't think of a single instance where somebody telling someone else they should be grateful for something has a positive outcome <laughs> for the listener. <laughs> right, right, right. And actually, when I have a, a, an example, a friend of mine um, lost a pregnancy, and it was very, very traumatic, mm. very horrible, and and she said the worst thing that happened is that people would tell her, well, it's a good thing, you know, like that you should be grateful that it happened when it did, right? It would have been worse 
the later in the pregnancy it was or the baby had been born. And, you know, she just said it was just, it just made her feel so horrible. It really, you know, kind of uh, did not validate her feelings at all. It made her feel like, don't, you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be sad about this. This is nothing. (laughs) And so, yeah, absolutely. I think we're in agreement about this. Yeah, I think maybe telling people how they should feel about things is probably a really bad tactic for developing positive relationships. (laughs) You you definitely don't want to trivialize any, because because you never know what somebody's tragedy could be. It could be something so trivial to you, but to someone else, it could be a a huge problem. (laughs) And, you know, the advice that we're sort of giving is we're giving it to individuals. And so so if you're the one who's experiencing a tragedy and you see recommendations to try to be more grateful, I think you can either take that or you don't. It's not directed personally to you. It's sort of directed to the general audience. And so and so I think that that's, that's going to be much more uh, workable and, uh, you know, much better received than when it comes to comes from a particular individual. So. You know, I I think that uh, gratitude. In fact, in, in our in our book that's coming out, ten practices for choosing joy. Gratitude is one of those ten practices. I I think that gratitude is fundamental for happiness. At least it is for me, um, and and for my personal happiness. Do you think that it's it's possible to cultivate happiness without a grateful outlook on life? Yeah, it's, it's such an it's such an interesting question. Um, because I feel on the one hand, you know, sure, there's many other, there are many other ways that people can be happy. Um, for example, you can be optimistic, look on the bright side, which, which is sometimes very close to gratitude, but doesn't actually have to be gratitude. You can, you can be helpful to other people and nurture your relationships that in a way that doesn't necessarily involve gratitude. And that certainly can contribute to happiness. So I could certainly think of many strategies, even something like going out and exercising makes people happy without an element of gratitude. Um, on the other hand, I think you're right that gratitude is so uh, fundamental and it's so broad. You know, it can it sort of uh, can be applied to almost anything you do or you think about. Um, so I really don't know the answer to that question. I feel like uh, I, I can, you know, I can make a case for, for both ways. I would almost think that being happy, if you were to pursue those ways that you mentioned, it would almost that that gratitude would almost become a part of it, even if you weren't necessarily focusing on it. I, I just, I guess, gratitude to me, like you, Deborah, just seems like such uh, an innate part of happiness that that it seems to go with the territory. Right. It's almost like it would be it would be a byproduct of all those other strategies, even yeah. if you don't. Right. As you say, you don't like deliberately say, "I'm going to be grateful." Um, yeah, so, I, you know, really, thank you for asking that question, because I have never really tried to tried to answer that question of, of what does happiness look like without gratitude at all? And maybe we should maybe we should uh, embark on some research on that. I think I'll mention that I, I have a <laughs> meeting tomorrow with my lab. I have seven grad students and I'll, I'll, I'll ask them what they think about that idea. Well, our listeners are, are generally interested in increasing their happiness. And of, of, as we've discussed, uh, having a more grateful outlook and more grateful affect can really help individuals with stronger sense of well-being. What are, what are some things that our listeners can do today to start working towards having more gratitude in their lives? Well, many things, and I always emphasize that it really depends on the person. Like if you're an artistic person, maybe today you should create a collage or, or draw something that that you're grateful for. Um, for most people, I would say a gratitude letter is the best way to start. You don't send it just yet. Just write a letter to one person in your life. Just do it on your phone or on your computer or on a piece of paper and just you know reflect on why a person means a lot to you and, and why you're grateful for what they have done. And so that's kind of 
one way to start. And then you can kind of go from there. You can maybe think about sharing that letter or you can think of writing a list of what you're grateful for or, you know, calling someone on the phone and talking about your gratitude to them. There's many, many, many strategies. But I guess my, my favorite is to start with that letter. Well, the book is The How of Happiness. Sonia Lubomirsky, we are so excited that you uh, have been a part of uh, this uh, podcast with us. And uh, we look forward to uh, talking with you maybe more about that other study you might kick off with your grad students sometime down the Right. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. And if you would like a free excerpt of the How of Happiness, visit livehappynow.com. Also to receive an exclusive offer when you pre-order Live Happy 10 Practices for Choosing Joy, go to livehappy.com slash pre-order. That's all for this episode of Live Happy Now. We would love for you to chime in. You can find us on Twitter at livehappy, facebook.com slash livehappy, or you can find us on Instagram by searching my live happy, or you can just send us an email, podcast at livehappy.com. For everybody here at Live Happy Now Podcast and Live Happy Magazine, I'm J.R. Houston saying so long, thank you, and remember to always live happy.